Hello, all, and welcome to episode 38 of Geeks and Games. I'm Tiger, and as always, I am joined by Yoshimitsu. Hello. First mainline episode in a bit. I'm sorry about that. I was planning on making a um, Pixar ranking video since Turning Red just came out, but that took forever to write down on top of all the other stuff I've got. It just ended up being too much. I'm sorry for such a slow upload schedule, but things will get better probably by the summer since I'm lessening my commitment slightly. We do have a little bit of news items before the meat of the show. And first off, um, I think it's interesting that I mentioned this last week. I was talking about the first John Madden football game and how like John Madden screams at you in the intro. And it's like a, both a crowd cheering noise or him squealing or it's like not him squealing, but it's like an audio problem that leads to like a very high pitched squeal. And I put both versions in our playlist. But I found out that John Madden sadly passed away in December of last year. I did not know that at all. It's so weird. It's like um, we, we did the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown special in October of this year. And then a couple months after that, the actor who played Charlie Brown in those shorts died. I almost feel like I've brought it upon um, brought it upon these people, even though the John Madden thing came out a couple months after he had died. I just wasn't aware of it until I had looked it up after. I hope his family is doing well. Mm. Next, on the 9th, uh, the, Sony had their State of Play conference, which the best announcement from that, I would say, was Teenage, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga collection, which is sort of in the vein of a Castlevania collection that Konami did. My problem with it at first, which I found out wasn't the case, was that I thought it would be exclusive PS4 and 5, but thankfully it, it will also be coming to Switch and Xbox. It's just that because it's the Sony convention... It was only shown as coming out for PS4 and 5 there when in the trailer on Konami's channel, they showed it would be coming to the other consoles as well. And their Capcom also announced this dinosaur game called Exoprimal, which many people got mad at because they thought it would be a sequel to the beloved, even though I hadn't heard of it till now, series called Dino Crisis for the PlayStation. Um, I hope the game turns out good so people are satisfied, but I most likely will not play it. And also due to the conflict in the Ukraine, Advance Wars 1 plus 2 Dual Strike is going to be delayed indefinitely um, out of respect. I mean, it makes sense for Nintendo to do. I'm glad they're putting others before themselves. That's very nice of them. But this episode, we are going to be doing something pretty special. So since this will be our penultimate episode before our season finale... I thought it would be nice to do a couple of things. And the Wait. first thing is... So it's the second to second to last episode. No, it's the second to last. Okay, so it's not the penultimate episode before. The penultimate oh, wait, no, is the episode before the final. Yeah, no, I misunderstood what you were saying. But it won't be the last episode ever. Don't worry. Season two will be coming and we'll announce what we'll be doing next by that episode. And so I have organized these games. So, yeah, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to have all the decades that video games have been around, at least as far as I know. And my top I'll be listing my top three games by decade. I've been wanting to do our like top 10 video games of all time list since like episode three. But that didn't go well at first. And I've tried to I've been trying to find more creative ways to do it instead of just the 
vanilla top 10 games. So I thought this would be an interesting way to go about it. So the first era to discuss is just the pre-1970s since um, 1950s and 60s. Maybe a few video games got out during those decades, but I don't have any. So what I did was I just wrote Monopoly and chess because I guess it's close enough. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't count chess as a video game. Maybe they need to update it. I mean, it's when, a when, game. Come on, when's Chess Two coming out? I, I watched an episode of The Big Bang Theory where um, character of Sheldon invented three-person chess, where it was just like um, three boards sort of going towards each other with like a triangle that the three overlapped in and then he introduced a few more characters like there was the jester the prince and all of these there was a similar like uh chart i had seen where somebody had made all these potential updates and new characters and moves to chess that looked really cool if you're into that kind of thing but i'm not sure if it would be official official because it wouldn't work but in terms of video games i'm gonna say tennis for two is objectively the best because it was like the first game ever, at least recorded, OXO was technically the first game ever, but um, I guess Tennis for Two was also technically the first since uh, OXO was literally just like a light overlay of like nine electric bulbs that were controlled by buttons, but Tennis for Two was displayed on an actual screen, so that's why I count it. And then the next decade I have is the 1970s. And this is where things get interesting because I'm also going to be adding my favorite console of the decade. And for the 1970s, it's going to have to be the Atari 2600 just because it had a wider game library than the Magnavox Odyssey. And I have no idea what other consoles came out during this time. I think the Atari 5200. No, no, no. It came out in like early 1980s, like 1982, I think. Sega didn't make any consoles. Uh, Nintendo did do like the color TV games, but those didn't really count as consoles since they didn't have uh, interchangeable cartridges. And I think the only other one was the Fairchild Channel F, which was the only one to really have interchangeable cartridges. And so my favorite games for the 1970s decade will be um, Breakout at number three because it's fun and you move the paddle and it's been used in so many games. The formula has been copied a bit and um, I think it was Konami that sort of refined it in their NES game Arkanoid. Then Pong, I mean, it's basically Tennis for Two, the sequel, but Pong is still, you know, a classic and it's what most old mm -hmm. people think of when you say video games. And number one is Space Invaders. I haven't played many versions of Space Invaders. There's this like version of it at an arcade I've been to, but it's still a really fun game and probably the best of the entire decade. Um, Yoshimitsu, what are your favorite games of the 1970s? Uh, I'll just go with your list because I can't really, I, I forgot to do the homework. Oh no. <laughs> tisk, tisk, tisk. Um, yeah, I'm not really familiar with any of the or many of the games from like the 70s, so I don't really have much to add there. All right, uh, moving next, we've got the 1980s. So, yeah, I'm going to put Sega Genesis as the best of this decade just because it's technically more interesting than the NES, but not quite as good as the Super Nintendo because that hadn't come out yet. Sega Master System was good, but it wasn't 
that interesting. There's also the Atari 5200 and 7800 came out around this time, as I think did the TurboGrafx-16 and the Sega Genesis later in the decade. So my three favorite games of the decade are number three, Galaga. It's a shooter that I haven't really dabbled in, but it's arguably the best and it looks really cool. And that and there aren't really many 1980s games I've played that I would put here. If um, I had to put another one, I'd probably say it was called Major Havoc. I played some of that on the Atari Classics collection for the Switch and it was fun. Uh, second is Super Mario Bros. 3. I think it's the best of the original trilogy, and it was a fun time. I don't think it's as great as other people say it was, but it was good. Um, probably the best game for the NES. And at number one, we have Tetris. It originally released in 1984 for this Russian computer called the Electronica 60, and then it came to America for the Game Boy in 89, and then eventually the NES and every single system ever thereafter. Uh, Yoshimitsu, what are your favorite games of the 1980s? Uh, number three, uh, I will say uh, Tetris, classic. Number two, I'll say Outrun uh, for the sake of its soundtrack because it has a really good soundtrack. And then number one is Super Mario Bros. Just the first one. Not the first one, but Super Mario Bros. Just because it's really, I'm pretty sure, the only one of those I've actually played. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yes, I, I believe so. All right. <laughs> Our next decade we have is the 1990s. And going back to consoles, my favorite one for this decade is Super Nintendo. Um, it, I feel like the Nintendo 64 is more graphically impressive and the PlayStation 4 was more interesting for allowing other competitors to enter the rings as Sega was faltering. But I think my favorite is still the Super Nintendo because it has a better controller than the Nintendo 64, and I've played more games from it than I have the PlayStation. So my top three games of the 1990s are going to be, at number three, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Not the first one. Even though the first one is fun, I enjoyed Yoshi's Island a bit more, and it was a bit more colorful, a bit more creative. It had an artistic style that was really cool. I liked the boss fights, and... Yoshi's New Island just sort of reiterated the same concept and then spat in the face of all the fans who enjoyed the first one for what it had. It's like the Space Jam 2 of video games. Uh, uh, number two is Banjo-Kazooie. I finished this one recently. It is a really cool collect-a-thon platformer for the Nintendo 64. I've collected every single note in the game except one. I know it's in Click Clock Wood, but I don't know where. Uh, I feel like every single world sort of takes the tropes of each video game world you normally see and then flips it on its head. Like Mumbo's Mountain is like the standard grass level, but it's also the tutorial level. So it's where you sort of cut your teeth trying to figure out what to do. The desert slash ocean level is combined into Barracuda Bay, which is a really cool pirate themed level. Uh, Frizzy Peak takes the ice and snow level. And also gives it like this Christmas feel. And there's a giant snowman you have to climb up. There are two other water levels too. There's Clanker's Cavern, which has this interesting-ish sewer aesthetic. This giant metal shark that you have to go inside and get a power up there. And then there's also um, Gruntilda's something or other, which is like this. It's this bay with this big cargo ship. And then you just go around 
finding missions and it's like the hardest level in the game and also the worst just because of how dumb the platforming is like it's not terrible but it's just like the worst part of the game and the all the moves you learn in the game are really cool the boss fight with the board game or whatever that was really dumb i did not like that but the final battle was novel and took all the stuff you learned earlier in the game really well into it and so yeah that's my second favorite but i talked about it too long and my favorite game of the 1990s is super mario 64 i mean what else did you expect really (laughs) And the reason I'm putting it up there is because not only is it a fun platform, but it's also the controls are both really fluid and really tight. So it feels like you can do exact movements sort of working on a grid, but more in line with a 3D space. Your momentum carries really well. You can jump really nicely. You do all sorts of fun game breaking glitches, depending on which version you have. And the worlds are cool. The music's really cool. And sorry, I'm reiterating too much. But yes, I enjoyed that game. And it's my favorite of the decade. So Yoshimitsu, what are your favorite games of the 1990s? I'll be honest. I was expecting you to mention Earthworm Jim somewhere. Um, So number three, I will put Chrono Trigger. Uh, Soundtrack is really good. And I do really want to play this. Uh, It looks really good. Uh, number two is going to be Streets of Rage 2. Uh, it's pretty good all around. One of, again, excellent, excellent soundtrack. And number one would probably be Gunstar Heroes. Uh, the replayability on that game is just... I could play that game for hours. It's so fun. Uh, until you go to stage five and you can't get to the boss uh, because you keep dying. But yeah. Gunstar Heroes is number one in of that decade, in my opinion. Back um, to you for the 2000s. Um, actually, first, I did want to say, like, for Earthworm Jim, I probably would have put it up there, but I didn't finish the game because, like, the second to last level was, like, stupid hard and I didn't like it. It's like you go inside somebody's intestines and you have to climb up or something like that. Moving on to the 2000s, my favorite console of this decade is going to be the Xbox 360. It's my favorite console of all time, and it has a lot of really neat features, and the controller is one of the best ever. So that's why I have it up there. As for favorite games, my third favorite game of that decade is Mario Kart Wii. I think that Mario Kart DS might be better, but I've played a lot more of Mario Kart Wii. I understand its mechanics. Sadly, the best course of all time, Coconut Mall, did not have as many elements from the original kept over when it transitioned into the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Pass. But, yeah, Mario Kart Wii is one of my favorite Mario Kart games. The item distribution is crazy weird, and I don't like it. But other than that, it's amazing. And number two is Tony Hawk's Underground 2. The tricks and missions are a little hard to pull off, but the environments are nice. Um... Like I said, some of the missions are a little hard. Like there's one in Boston or whatever. You have to take this kid in a hospital stretcher and then move him somewhere. But it's the controls are so dumb on that mission. I don't really like it. But everything else about the game I enjoyed. And another another thing I had like a minor gripe with was like for classic mode. If you're playing on a PlayStation 2, you can't use the joystick and you have to use the D-pad. So it's going truly classic in that manner. And number one is Super Mario Galaxy 1. Um, 
My favorite game of all time is, well, you'll see in a minute, but I really enjoy the first Mario Galaxy because it has more interactive hub world than the second. It introduced all these mechanics that would come to play later in the second. And I mean, it's, instead of comparing it to the second, I will just say what it did first. And what it did was incorporate all these amazing and novel techniques. The controls aren't as like, um, I guess, interestingly worked as they were in Mario 64. But it still feels nice to move. The bosses are really good. I like the addition of the spin jump. All the worlds and missions in the game seem in are interesting and creative. Um, unlike with Galaxy 2, I don't think there's like a level in it that I outright hate just for it being too hard. The Boulder Guy's Daredevil run was hard at first, but after playing the game enough times, it's not that hard. His patterns are the hardest to understand. But uh, did I say Boulder Guy's? I might have already but trying to make sure i did he did uh so that ends that so what are your favorite games of the 2000s uh favorite games of the 2000s uh i'm gonna say number three lego star wars the complete saga um i might not just because <laughs> i would have i might have put it up there but i haven't played that game in so long and also speaking of which um lego star wars the skywalker saga launches in a couple weeks i am really excited to eventually try that out i'm no good at the games i just like them because i like running around smashing tables and most icely uh that's literally all i do my friends try to get me to do a mission i'm like no we're going back to most icely except i'm so bad at the game i don't know how to get back anyways moving on number two is mother three not oh, surprised that sounded weird mother three uh just all around excellent game uh Amazing soundtrack. It's so well written. I actually cried at the end. Just beautiful. And uh, number one, my favorite has to be Cave Story. Like, no question about it. Um, Actually, Yoshimitsu, back to Mother 3. Have you ever seen Colin's Bear animation? No. <laughs> you need to watch it. Uh, It's this the college student or whatever made this fan film, and it was set to music from Mother 3. It's amazing. Our next decade is the 2010s or 2010s. I kind of prefer to call it that. So my favorite console of this decade is the Switch, despite what Nintendo's doing with everything else related to the Switch console specs, that type of thing. Um, I think what they've done with games is superb, and there are so many amazing ports on it. Um, favorite games. So first off, number three, I have Rhythm Heaven Fever for the Wii. The game is amazing. It's one of the greatest rhythm games of all time. But sadly, the game wasn't uh, didn't sell well. Now it's found sort of second genesis. And now if you want to buy the game secondhand, it goes for like $90 on as or so it says on price charting. The way I got to play it was instead of buying it, my library had a copy of it. So I just borrowed it. Um, of course, I handled it carefully and I played it that way. But for those who are afraid of missing out, um. Before the Nintendo uh, 3DS eShop shuts down, you should buy a copy of Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix, which is like a best of compilation of all the games from the series, as well as adding some new ones. And uh, it's only on the 3DS eShop if you live in the US, but if you live in Europe or Japan, there is a physical copy you can get for that. Um, it's called Rhythm Paradise something or other in Europe. And my second favorite game of the 2010s is Rayman Legends. It is one of the smoothest moving, most interesting 3D platformers I've ever seen. 
it is just a continuation of Rayman Origins, but I played Legends first and Origins was much harder and it uh it was a little tough going back to scratch and unlocking all the movements when they were already all unlocked in Rayman Legends. So play Origins first and then Legends for a better playing experience because I didn't do that and it probably ruined my experience with the franchise, frankly. And yes, it's it's genius. It looks glorious. The soundtrack is one of the best in all of gaming and that's kind of all I have to say about that one. And number one, my favorite game of all time is, of course, I have Super Mario Galaxy 2. It is just... It takes everything about Super Mario Galaxy 1 and multiplies it tenfold. If you want 100% the game, you don't have to redo the whole thing as Luigi. Instead, you just collect 120 more green stars hidden in locations throughout the levels you've already played through. So you kind of have a good idea of where everything rests in those areas. So it's probably not too hard to find them. And the purple coin uh, ball rolling mission is tough. The perfect run is like the hardest level in all of video gaming. And also you can ride Yoshi, which is a cool improvement. And that's kind of all I have to say about that one. Uh, Mitsu, favorite games of the 2010s. Um, okay. Number three, favorite game of the 2010s. <sighs> Number three is kind of hard for me to place. Um, tempted um, to say Undertale. Uh, because it is actually not terrible. It, like, in spite of all the Sans memes and people who won't shut up about alternate universe realities and whatever, it's not bad. And actually, the soundtrack, in spite of the memes that happen because of Megalovania, it's actually Number two is going to be Streets of Rage. Well, wait, no, that wasn't released. Darn it, I have to rethink my list. Number two... Pokemon Go. No, I, I'm kidding about Pokemon Go. Um, I'll say Celeste because that's actually also a really good game. Really interesting platformer. Uh, good soundtrack again. Beautiful soundtrack. The number one, of course, is Minecraft. And our last decade is the 2020s. So this is kind of hard to place just because we're only like one and a half years in, uh, two and a half years in. So it's a little hard to place everything, but I've got a few games. So my favorite console, even though I've never once played it, is the Xbox Series X, just because it has all this backwards compatibility and features that um is also easier to get than the Xbox than the PlayStation 5. So it has that advantage. And it's the only console besides the PlayStation 5 and also the Xbox Series S that came out during the 2020s so far. I mean, there's also the Steam Deck and the Intellivision Amico, which I predict will probably get canceled. So my third favorite game on that decade is Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. It's a remake with an added, really amazing open world uh, edition called Bowser's Fury. And Mario 3D World was fun, but Bowser's Fury was really good. It's a standalone game. It's okay, but it's just too short. It seems like um more of a sort of like first third of a full game, first third or first half of a full game instead of its own thing, but as an add-on with Super Mario 3D World, works perfectly. Number two is Miitopia. This is a remake of a game that came out in the 2010s, but the Mii character creator is like 10 times more interesting, and it's fun downloading all the amazing uh, things that people have made, which uh, this is... Um, my theory is that rule number two of the internet is... In every game that has a character creator, somebody will make Sans from Undertale in it. No questions asked. Every single time. 
It's pretty accurate. And uh, number one, I have Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. And interesting how all three are like remakes or collections. So Monkey Ball Banana Mania is a remake of Monkey Ball 1, 2, and Deluxe with a fresh coat of paint. The the mini games are a teeny bit worse than their original versions. And uh, I haven't played two. I've played some of Monkey Ball 2 for the GameCube, but I haven't played any of Monkey Ball 1. And I think it controls a little better in the originals compared to this one, but the fact that it collects all these levels of highly interesting games, and you've heard my reaction to it in the E3 Direct, and I still don't know why that episode is our most listened to out of all of them. Why? Uh, I'm, I am so excited for the next Direct when Nintendo inevitably reveals the trailer for that Mario movie. I, I, I really hope Mario looks this basically the same as how he normally looks. I don't think Illumination character design is as bad as some people say it is, but it's not the best. And but yeah, Monkey Ball Banana maybe is at the top of my 2020s list. And Yoshimitsu, what's yours? The only game that I really have that I can put on this list is Streets of Rage 4. It's it's the only one. Uh, I, and that a regard, little bit of Bowser's Inside, not Bowser's Inside Story, the Bowser's Fury that was that what I played then? When I was Bowser's there? Inside Story was a Mario and Luigi game, and Bowser's no, 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 no. Fury not, was... not Bowser's Inside Story. Bowser, uh, Bowser's Fury. We didn't play that at your house, did we? No, we we played just Mario 3D World, like the hardest level in the game. Okay, that's right. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah that... Streets of Rage Four is really the only thing I can put on this list. Uh, I am looking forward, though, to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that's coming out because that is also by the same people who made Streets of Rage 4, and they'll do a good job. And not the collection I mentioned earlier, the um, the full-on remake, which is Shredder's Revenge. No, 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 not remake, sequel. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that ends that section and leads us into our next section, which will be a tier list. And what is this tier list, you might ask? Well, this tier list is going to be like a definitive ranking of all the episodes we've done so far for the show. Now, this is all objective. And as the um, publisher and, I guess, director as well as semi-creator of this podcast, um, I did a lot of work with this. And my experience both editing, writing, and performing is going to be a whole lot different. And the way I objectively rank these has nothing to do with how Yoshimitsu handled it. Nothing at all. It all has to do with me and how I handled it. Sorry, I blinked. What? I said that in any, the way I rank these games mostly will revolve around me, how I organize things, because oh, yeah. I don't think you're to blame for anything. You're, um, as the organizer and I guess creator of the show, I'm responsible for any things that might happen that went wrong. And Yoshimitsu just along for the ride and also contributes to the show a lot. Pretty much. So, yeah, occasionally. Very helpful on that front. But so I have these organized in um, from worst to best. I have F tier, D tier, C tier, B tier, A tier, and at the very top, S tier. Don't ask me how S means the same thing as A plus, but S is for stupid. <laughs> S is for stupendous, bruh. Something like that. Um, so I guess first off, we have episode one. Where would you rank that? Our first episode? Yeah, I mean, jokes in that one were kind of cringe, but it was our first, so I feel like I can give it some leeway for that. 
uh, overall, I think it was quite an enjoyable episode. I'll give it a solid B tier. Yeah, I'd probably do the same thing. And also, I didn't make anything on the tier maker website. So I'm literally just doing this on pen and paper. And uh, next episode we have is the episode two, which was 2020 year in review in the Atari 2600. Um, just because of how I handled everything, I want to give it like um, D tier. <laughs> just because the editing in that one was really poor and really rough. And not to mention, I was experimenting with editing. So I got Soundtrap and recorded a section without you. I think you left the Discord for some reason. I tried to record it all by myself and all the sound, all the voices were really quiet. And so I had to add in um, and post myself saying, oh, this is what they were saying here. So solely on the basis of how I handled everything, I'm going to put two in D tier. Um, I don't know if you, you've, you've listened to any of the other episodes. I have not really had an opportunity to listen to most of them. All right. I, so I will say, I mean, your editing in the first one, no offense, wasn't great, but as the the sense of nostalgia from the first one is just alone puts it in B tier. Yeah. Um, number three, this was an interesting one in experimenting with stuff to do. And because it was Donkey Kong's 40th anniversary, this was the first in the series of listing every single Mario game that released. So I organized it by decade. And this was the first time I recorded using zoom instead of, a soundtrack and discord so and this was also the very last episode to feature our boy plague bam yeah and um because of that i feel like it might belong in b tier just because it um it's our last ep- it was our last episode there and i wanted to pay tribute to him but it was the start of a concept that I didn't really think out and i kind of plan to do all of them at once but then i kind of had to split it in decade and then remove things after so I think I might go there. What do you think? I mean, no offense, but lists are kind of boring. So, I mean, that's I, kind of like 90%. Yeah, exactly. So I would put it in D. But as you what? said, it's our last episode with our man plague vamp. So I'll bump it up to C tier. Okay, fine. I'll put it in C. I'll give it like a B minus based on that. But we'll you were mid B C somewhere in there. All right. Um Number four, remakes, remasters, and re-releases. And this was the second every Mario game list. Um, I kind of want to also put this in C tier just because remakes, remasters, and re-releases. This was the first of a few episodes where I literally just sort of took the general concept of a Scott the Waz episode, added some more games, and just called it a day. That's what I call lazy. And I even the last time I tried doing that was really recently. It's possible that I may, may, might make a video detailing collections remakes and remasters more in detail so people can play older games on newer hardware but it'll be more like an analytical compare and contrast with price points and all that but the way i came up with a topic for that one yeah i think i've only re-listened to this series once so i'm probably not ranking it as objectively but do you think four is fine in c tier yeah sure again i also haven't listened to really most of them because i didn't get anchor until like a week ago so uh, number five, video game mysteries and more every Mario game stuff. Um, I'm honestly considering putting this in D tier just because when I organize the game mysteries, again, a lot of them were taken from a Scott the Waz episode, but I thought you said even, that was a lot of iceberg stuff videos. Yes, I organized it into an iceberg, but my big problem with that one is I didn't do enough research to try to consider if these mysteries, quote unquote, were actually real or if some of them were just creepypastas. 
misfortune.gb and the lavender town thing those were creepy pastas with some factual basis the misfortune.db one was not at all but the pokemon lavender town one was um as was polybius but that's kind of open for debate so just because of how i handled that and it could have been done a lot better i'm just i'm sorry but i feel like it might need to be in d tier i'll agree with you on that one because again i didn't get anchor till last week <laughs> all right number six Every Mario game part finale, the NES, and more. Um, so this was the first episode, not kind of the Atari 2600 ones, that got messed up, where I did a console. And this was the finale of the Every, Mar- Every Mario game series. So granted, I haven't listened to this series in a while, but just considering that it's both the last and a first in a lot of this, I kind of want to give it an A rank. I mean, but at the same time. It's the fourth installment of a celebration of the anniversary of the first Donkey Kong game. Uh, at this point, it's a month after the anniversary. <laughs> I mean, I did this before the actual anniversary. I just started at the Wait, beginning of the year, took Wait. it out. came out Valentine's Day, so I, I'd like to imagine that some people took their significant others out on romantic dates to listen to our amazing episode. Uh, mm, mm, yes, just the way I want to spend a date with someone is listening to a podcast episode. Hey, hey babe, I have a podcast. I'm going to be narcissistic and have you listen to it. You see, Tiger has the best voice for leading, reading lists. Like, you really do, but like... Uh, so, um, this episode, we end one, start another list. I'll put it in... um. I guess B tier because All I can't right, really yeah. say much about it because I don't remember much about it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I didn't get anger till last week. So <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to a lot of our show. Number seven, the worst games ever is next. And I want to put this low, like probably C or D. Yeah, I'm probably going to go with D because not only is it a reiteration of a Scott the Waz episode, but I also think it's our shortest episode, not counting the semi-announcement things which is um shortest episode so far (laughs) 28 minutes so yeah i'm gonna put it in c tier as well because my only contribution to the episode was haha um takeshi's challenge challenge bad Uh, that that was my only contribution to the entire episode and i hate it yeah um the next one is episode eight which was top 10 video game soundtracks in the nintendo direct february 2021 review I want to fast track this to S tier just because this was the first big editing project I did and I had a lot of fun doing it. S might be a little high, but do you think it deserves it? I'd say it's between A and S just because there were a few miscommunications in what soundtrack I wanted played and a few of them. That's mine. true. I did like the re- the redone version of yeah, the Cave Story track. The remastered yeah, Cave you're Story right. track, because of that, really I'm, not that good. There is a similar problem in a later episode, but I'll get to that later. So yeah, number we'll eight. Go a and a half. Eight is going in eight. I don't. I don't have some, anything like that. Um, sorry. <laughs> Number nine, the Sega Genesis and more. Um, this was another console one, but I just didn't do enough research for it. And Yoshimitsu did a lot more of the contributions. Doing consoles now, I'm inclined to do a lot more research and probably like watch three separate videos on the console to get a good idea of it, as well as account my own personal experience. And then having Yoshimitsu probably do a little bit more, but. I'm not I'm not quite sure how I feel about this one, so I might just put it in B. What do you think? I was thinking B because I actually did more, but uh, I think C is a fair place to put it. No, because I I still want to put it in B, though. Oh, wait, did you say B? 
I, I thought said, you said. I said. I thought you said D. I said so, B. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, we'll put in B. I thought you said D, right. so I'm like, yeah, we'll average it out to right. C. But B plus B divided right. by two is not C. All right. So number ten, the Game Boy, and more. This is the second episode in a row where it's just one console and nothing else. And this is even shorter than the worst games episode. It's only twenty seven minutes. So because of that, I feel inclined to put it in C tier. Sure. Right, um, I'm going to agree with you on most of these things. Right. So, All right. Um, number 11, the Super Nintendo, our top five video game characters. Um, I think about putting this one in B, but it's also weird because I re-edited part of this one and I, ac- I accidentally like deleted the episode and republished it. So now it's out of order on the podcast feed for all time. So apologies to that, but I don't want to redo and republish everything for it to be in order. I've tried <laughs> my hardest. Ridiculous. Um. So because this was a um a top five that had like some effort but not terribly much, I'm probably gonna put it in B. In what? B. Okay, good. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. It was fun. I will say it's hard to choose a top five like five favorite video game characters right now. I can't remember who I put, but I'm pretty sure quote was number one. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Um I put Cloud, even though I'd only played like an hour total of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, if I had to guess, uh, Masked Man from Mother... Oh, no, that was the Villains episode. Yeah. I don't know then. Yeah, who else um, I put on there? Probably. Uh, next, we have number 12. I really want to put this in C tier just because I did a really bad job. And um, this wasn't really your fault. It was more mine. But you suggested, hey, it was also the 30th anniversary of Streets of Rage. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just list the Streets of Rage games, too. And it was it was yes, a last minute four decision. Of them. That all didn't four have, of them. That didn't have the best. We didn't even mention the Game Gear version. Wait, what, was the fourth one even released at that point? It was. It was. Okay, it came good, out good, in good. 2020, and we started the show in late 2020. Um, so because of that, I think I'll put number 12 in C tier. Sure. It's getting a little overcrowded, but yeah. Uh, number 13, top seven video game bosses, a history of Mario Kart. I have a very distinct memory of this one because when I was listing tracks, I felt so sick to my stomach, but I powered through. I think, um, not to get too personal or anything, but I think it was just like a really bad gas bubble. So I just have a distinct memory of recording that episode and feeling really bad. But, um, yeah, I feel like the history was slightly better than the Mario Kart one, and it was a top seven that was interesting. So I I had some fun with that one. So I think I'll put it in B. What do you think? Top seven bosses? Was that yeah. separate than video game bad guys? Or... I think bosses was the same as bad guys. Okay, yeah, I'll put it in B tier, sure. Next up is an interesting one. Uh, episode 14, Video Game Movies with Pavlos. Um, I feel like we have to put this in S tier just because of easy S tier. Yes, I did. The editing was a little complicated for that one, but I think it was worth it. And it was also kind of the first that sparked the idea of the Geeks and Films eventual spinoff. That was <laughs> really fun. Let's see. All right. Next, there is episode 15, the PlayStation, the Sega Saturn and more, which is only 30 minutes. Um, this one was kind of weird because it, we there were um, three consoles at once and I didn't list, I don't think I listed enough games for either of them. Uh, as I've grown sort of with the video game knowledge and through the podcast, I feel like I've gotten enough games where for every episode we've done, I could probably add like five for each console we've done, except for maybe the Switch since that was a more recent one. 
And uh, it got to the point where because we were doing three consoles and this was, I think, no, I had you do the year in gaming at this point. I can't remember which one was the first one where I just switched to you doing it. I can't remember either. Yeah, well, because this one wasn't that memorable, I'm probably going to put it in C. Mm -hmm. I believe alongside the PlayStation and Sega Saturn, there was also the Sega 32X. And I had you do one of those. Um, read off the stats and whatnot. Thankful I've gotten better as we moved on. Number 16, top 10 video game YouTubers, The Virtual Boy, and more. Um, I actually really enjoyed doing this one, trying to figure out gaming YouTubers and try to rank them accordingly. And The Virtual Boy feels like there were so little games made for it that it wasn't as hard to mess up that so I feel like it's on the better side and might be worth an A tier. I'll agree with you on that one, I guess. Number 17, game glitches, the Nintendo 64 and more. So I like the Nintendo 64, but I feel like in terms of game glitches, I should have really looked at more sources. I wasn't that well prepared for that episode. And because of that alone, I might put it in... Uh, I might put that one in, gosh, I think C tier is too low and B tier is too high, but I mean, because, five. because I like, because I like the Nintendo 64 enough, I'll, oh, wait, you also did the Pokemon anniversary um, <clears throat> listing that year. So I think because of that, I'll put it in B tier. Okay. Number 18, Lego games, part one. This was when I had the bright idea to just list every Lego game to celebrate the release of Lego Island. Um, First off, that wasn't even the first Lego game, so it wasn't even the right time to do it. Um, I believe the first one was called Lego Fun to Build, and it was a Japanese exclusive game for the Sega Pico educational console. And because this this is basically the exact same thing as the Mario ranking we did in our first few episodes. I mean, the Lego games, I was knowledgeable enough where I felt like I could have provided substantial information, but I don't think the topic was really engaging. So I'm going to put that one in C tier. I'll agree with you on that one as, as well. I also think I tried to get Flame Vamp on for that episode, or maybe it was its sequel. Next one is number 19, Lego Games Part 2, the Game Boy Color, and more. This episode title is very scattershot. It's just the second part and then also the console. I mean, there are a couple of episode titles that were similarly haphazardous in how they were put together. Mm -hmm. And I guess the Game Boy Color is a fine enough console, but I enjoyed doing the console listing, but like the earlier ones were kind of rough, even though this was only May of last year, I'd still feel like I've improved substantially enough since then where I could have done a much better job doing them. And I can't believe it took until our last console where I just evenly divvied up which games we were saying between the two of us. Yeah. Because of my um, self-centeredness, I think I'll put that one in C tier as well. Okay. Again, I still need to listen to more episodes. <laughs> uh. And number 20, our E3 21, yeah, our E3 2021 predictions, video game Easter eggs and more. I can't remember a single thing that I brought up for video game Easter eggs. And I, I guess they might have been good. I have like a couple of game related books on my shelf that I had gone through and I use those as sources for also the glitches episode. 
the E through 2021 predictions, I think, were well done-ish. I'm just happy. Well, I'm not happy because my prediction that they wouldn't do anything with Mother 3 came true. So. It, I mean, they did do others, other stuff, so eventually. Not with Mother 3. It, it's, um, it's a big step toward Mother 3, so at least it has that. Uh, no, so I think for this, we also talk about the Nintendo 64 disc drive, which again, like the Virtual Boy that had so few games, it seemed like it would have been pretty hard to mess up talking about that yes. one. So the Nintendo 64 DS. No, no, disc drive. No, you're thinking of the Famicom SD. Wait, no. Oh, you're thinking of the DD. Why am I thinking DS? It would be DD. I remember earlier on in the show, we were talking about the Famicom disc system being called mm-hmm. DS, but I thought it should be called the FCD, like Famicom disc system. Or that that really wasn't how it was abbreviated at all. It, that wasn't how it was abbreviated at all. So I kind of enjoyed this one a little bit better. So I'll move this one up to A is a little too high, but B seems just right. Mm-hmm. Our rankings of this episode really shouldn't impact how if you want to listen to these or not, because I'm the host and producer or whatnot. I'll have a much more critical eye towards these things than listeners would. So keep that in mind if you haven't listened to the rest of the show yet. Uh, number 21, Super Smash Bros. Retrospective, the PlayStation 2, and more. Um, this one was a weird one because uh, I encountered another technical difficulty with this one. I have no idea how that happened, but half of the episode was silent, but that was only on Apple Podcast, And I included a link to the Anchor page just in case people couldn't access the version that actually worked. Eventually, it got updated, and it works fine now. But um, that blunder was kind of, I guess, big. I'd say it was a good episode. So I think I'll put that one in B tier as well. Sure. All right. Next up, our most popular episode to date, um, even though you weren't in it. Bonus episode, Tiger Reacts to the Nintendo E3 Direct. This was the very first time that I did a reaction to anything, And it's really special to me because of that. And I have no idea how this episode got as big as it did. Um, It might have been included in some compilation of reactions to the Nintendo E3. And that's how it got so large. But they just did. People hate me. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. You're in a lot of our other more popular episodes. But my my reaction to Monkey Ball was epic, but um, because you were missing from it, I'm not going to give it the S tier, and um, instead I'm going to put it in A. Okay, I'll agree with you. I mean, I can't argue I wasn't there. (laughs) Uh, Number 22 is next. The Game Boy Advance, the GameCube, and the original Xbox. Again, this was a a sole time that we had done three consoles at once and that might have been a bit much for a lot of the listeners and so because and for the, us the concept was a little bit i guess tough to get through and i should have done something to make it a bit more interesting or at the very least limit it to two consoles per episode but i think that was something i did in a more recent episode where instead of talking about both the ps4 and xbox one in one episode i split it but i think that was more due to time constraints instead of a voluntary choice so I'm going to move this one down to C tier. Uh, sure. number, 
Number 23, this one came out a little bit after the reaction, but it was the Nintendo Direct E3 2021 because this was when we recorded our episodes a week in advance. I both recorded and published the reaction the day it happened. And the episode that came after that, I was in the midst of editing. So this one we recorded soon-ish after my reaction. And now I do it so I... After recording, I try to publish the episodes every half week. I don't always manage that. Oh, this was also our top five podcast. In this one, I was able to give a shout out to the Disney podcast, Disorder, one of the greatest shows ever. And Second um, to us, of course. Exactly. Yes. And it's because out of my wholehearted respect for them that I decided we're not going to do any Disney animated movies on the show. I mean, except for maybe Fantasia, just because it's my favorite movie ever. And also the occasional Pixar film. We might do the rest of the car series if demand allows for it. Another thing is there's a similar podcast that that I've never listened to that does all the DreamWorks movies in order called Dream Jerks, but I've never listened to them. So because of that, we'll probably do the Shrek movies on the show eventually. If we don't, I feel like people will get mad. We have to talk about the, the big green lab. Next is... It's literally announcement, no episode this week. I haven't listened to this in a long time, and it's only a minute. Let me see what that, the... that feels like it could be an April Fool's joke almost. It came out June 28th. Um, I know, I'm just saying it almost I'll, feels like it. I'll play it to see if I can remember what the announcement was. Hello, all. Tiger here. I just wanted to say... Okay, there's a lot of jiggling, and I think that was because I was either recording it through just my iPod or my Bluetooth headphones, and it ended up cutting off somewhat but because it's an announcement it's boring people only care about it for one week so because of that i'm gonna put it in f tier what do you think sure first f tier inclusion whoop, yes whoop. okay may it be the last next is another really short episode but it's um one where i recorded something posted it to google drive and then did the link in the description um i opened an application with anchor to publish video podcasts so i'll try to see what i can do with that at some point I might do a similar thing that I've done where I publish new um, every year. I give an update of my game collection, like early September, late August. But the tour itself, I enjoyed and I had fun doing, going around the premises, showing all these cool games. It might have been a little long winded and clicking the Google Drive links a little cumbersome, but I had a fun enough time doing it. It might deserve an A rank, um, even though Yoshimitsu wasn't in it. Might be a little too high. That's why it gets an A rank. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Oh, I forgot to mention this is also kind of our belated thousand uh, listener special, but it's also our penultimate episode, so it doesn't really count. I think the 1,000 subscriber quote just casually. Oh, yeah. By the way, we reached 1,000 subscribe like listeners. I want to say halfway through the episode. I want to say I mentioned this in the last one. I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, casual thousand listeners. <laughs> um, Let's see. Next is episode 24, the Nintendo DS, Japan only games and more. Now, I've seen uh, afterwards there have been a lot of games that I somehow neglected to mention in this list that I really should have. One notable one that I had discovered recently is called Pepsi Man, where you play as Pepsi Man, and it was only in japan on the playstation one it has a really catchy theme song i mean because just because i left out pepsi man i'm gonna put it in f no uh 
I mean, this was another console, so I guess it's fine. But uh, just because of how many I feel that I left out, I'm going to move this to 20 uh, to C tier. Okay. I'll agree with you there. Number 25. This was a really fun one. I enjoyed this. This was the top 100 games list review, the Xbox 360 and more. So this was when we went on IGN's website, went through their top 100 video games of all time, which to be honest, was really cruddy. And IGN posted a video version of this to their YouTube channel. And back when YouTube show dislikes, I mean, they probably still do, depending on if you use a browser extension or not. Um, but that that video had like half the amount of likes as it had dislikes. And the fact that there wasn't a single Mario Galaxy game there at all was just mind numbingly baffling. But it was so much fun going through that and seeing how like high Fortnite was and bashing it. Even though I know of at least one listener who is a fan of Fortnite, so apologies to bashing it. We don't necessarily hate the game. We just do not like the the annoying fan base of the game. Just like how I don't. It's kind of tricky to say. It's like we don't like the game. We just we're okay with the game. We just don't like the people playing that. Sorry to you, all the fans. Not necessarily Fortnite, the people playing the game, but it's like the very vocal fan base. It's like the I'm toxic. Not, I'm not against Dream, but his fan base. And also his song. I mean, I guess the song has a nice enough message, but the animation looks like it comes from 2003. The thing that disappointed me, well, there were several things about that list that disappointed me. One was that three GTA games made, like, I think it was the top 20. I think they all got higher than Minecraft, which was 26 or something like that. And then Cave Story wasn't mentioned, Gunstar here. There was very little in there that I actually approved of. Yeah. I'm not dissing on the like the Zelda games or the Mario games, but I had a lot of fun doing that episode regardless. And because of just the mm-hmm. fun factor, I'm going to put fast track that to S tier. I'm going to say A tier because it was fun to do. I'm just disappointed. Mm-hmm. I understand a lot of the list inclusions weren't very appealing to me either. So I'll A tier. That's fair. Number 26, our top 10 game consoles, the Wii, the PlayStation 3 and more. This one was an odd one because I, I want to say it's like for you, you mentioned PC as your number one pick, even though that wasn't really a console. And I didn't give you nearly enough advance warning for crafting a list of that nature. And even then I hadn't played. Um, I don't think I've played an, as much of a variety of consoles where it would work for the ranking. However, I've played enough games from different consoles that it might work as just in collections or on my Retron 5. Yeah, like I, I, I don't play enough games that aren't computer games to really rank any, like rank the consoles. I play most on PC because that's just easily accessible for everything and I don't really get a chance to play much else. Would you be so, offended if I yeah. moved it to C tier? Not really, no. All right. We'll say C tier. What's next? Uh, number 27, console revisions and add-ons part one. This was the beginning of the dark age of geeks and games. So what happened? Oh, it only starts now. What happened was my the computer I use ran out of space. And oh, because of that, yeah. I used a USB drive that came from a winery. I'm not going to say which one at the risk of offending the brewery. I'm sure their beers are great and all, but their USB drive was not fun to use. Basically, Wait, you said it was, it's a winery, but then you're complimenting their beer. 
Okay, sorry. Okay, I I'm sure their wine's great and all. I hate beer, but wine's good. I guess. Don't drink underage there is kids. Some debate. Okay. But anyway, the USB drive was just so jiggly, and of two episodes we recorded after this were lost because of a USB drive that got too jiggled, and I hated using it with a burning passion, and that produced episodes we couldn't use, but were eventually redeemed later on. Geek so games, the lost levels. Yeah, there are some sim. There are a couple other lost episodes. Like there was the um. The original uh, top 10 games of all time, which we was the only one we did with Flame Bam, but I think he was playing Minecraft and giving us his list at the same time. But the voices for that were just <laughs> that so, sounds like it. <laughs> we're just so corrupted. I'm like, you know what? It's not even worth it. And that was early, early on in the show's history. But as for this episode, I mean, console revisions and add-ons, I feel like I did enough of a thorough job researching that it would warrant a higher grade, maybe B. And the lists are boring, I guess, but B seems fine. There was a console that I found out that I had left off of the list, which was the PSX. And that was a combination PlayStation 2 and, I guess, Home Media Center that came out only in Japan, and it's a chunker. So I think B might be a little too generous, but eh. We can go with B tier. Yeah. August was a dark month for the show. All right, next up is one that was... Oh, no, wait, hold on a minute. Number 27.5, Console Revisions and Add-ons Part 2 with Nomadic Vagabond. This was the only episode that I ever recorded only in person and not over the airwaves. And also, Yoshimitsu was not there. I just caught up on all the ones I had missed with my father, also podcaster, Nomadic. And, um, yeah, I actually had a lot of fun recording that one. Uh. I think it, I feel like it might be more of a B plus or a minus than an actual a not discrediting nomadic in any way, shape or form, but just because it was fun having a guest after such a, not too long of a time, but it was kind of fun. I guess you were bored of my voice. (laughs) Is a too high? Might be. Uh, I wasn't there, so I can't disagree. All right. So rank it as you will. All right. Next up, uh, an episode so big i had to split it into two parts the super mario bros the movie review with pablos Uh, that's an s tier easy easy s tier easy s tier the only problem with that is um i use the opening and closing theme from the movie so it's possible the episode will get copyright claimed and i'll have to re-edit it or at least publish it in a more unfiltered form at some point but i mean i it might be under fair use since i didn't use too much of it and i gave the composers credit and also i'm not making money off the show not yet Yet. anyway and if so i definitely won't monetize the episodes where copyrighted music is used where i just realized i have a big problem because all of them use the mario 64 staff role as the close i'll compose something at some point i mean hey even if and if any of you listeners happen to be chiptune composers send something my way either via the discord or through an email oh it'd be nice to hear some innovation if we want money for the show we're going to start selling nfts no, we are not. No. Actually, I took a writing class once and I literally met the only person I ever have who defended NFTs. And that was because they could be used as property deeds if you really wanted them to. And it, it's so like for digital games, you could actually own the game instead of owning a copy of them. There are so many negatives in them that I just think it's not worth it. Um, not to discredit that guy's opinion or anything, but... 
Yeah, uh, episode 28, S-tier, easy, final. Uh, number 29, the Minecraft episode. This was actually kind of fun reminiscing on all my memories of such a fun game. So, mm-hmm. because like of... we had Flame Fimp on or we tried to get him on for this. I think we, we tried to get him on, but we didn't. Or uh, that might have been the Lego game episode, but then he I... He was um... too busy playing Minecraft. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I had, I had a lot of fun recording that one, and so I'll fast-track that one to um, eighth tier. The only problem I have with it is I used a lot of the information. I found in it from the Minecraft Iceberg videos by Retro Gaming Now, and I didn't diversify my sources enough. All right, next one, another bonus episode. Tiger reacts to the September 23rd, 2021 Nintendo Direct. This Direct really wasn't that good at all. The um, There weren't really any exciting announcements, and the announcement of the Switch Online expansion pack kind of proved to be bad later on. It's improved, but not enough. It's priced the same as like Xbox Game Pass, and it's just not justified at all. Nintendo just, you know, needs to better themselves. The reactions, however, were kind of fun, so I'll probably put it in B tier. Sure. Actually, I have a plan for Nintendo's next trick. They're most likely going to do the Mario trailer for that one. And if that's the case, I'm going to have you react to it on the show. No ifs, ands, or buts, even if it might not have been my first reaction. Mm-hmm. I want you to be able to see it for the first time and have it captured for all to hear. And yeah. uh, if they don't, I'll save the trailer for a time we can both react to it together. But yeah, that uh, direct reaction was fine. Announcement, the launch of Geeks and Films. Not only is this irrelevant... Because um, I announced it just like, hey, Geeks and Films is here. You can check out the link here. There were so many technical difficulties with that show that I only made one episode of it on Geeks and Films. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Just transition the show over to Geeks and Games. And even then, the ep- the only episode of Geeks and Films ended up making its way over to Geeks and Games anyway. So because of that, that announcement is also going into F tier. Bomb. It's only a minute and six seconds. Unfortunately, now we have two in F tier. The next one is technically what comes next, but it wasn't published until a couple episodes later. Is I'm going to go with Geeks and Films episode one, which was our Cars episode. Now, there was a big problem with that where I was tired and messed up <laughs> a lot of my words when I was saying that. I was going to say, was the problem we recorded it at nine o'clock at night? <laughs> <laughs> it was probably it was too late for my brain to actually function, but because it was our first Geeks and films episode and i still have fun talking about a beloved film and a franchise that's near and dear to my heart i'm i might put it in b tier some might find that a little too high but i was gonna say a tier because like it's a special one next is episode three the nintendo 3ds the playstation oh my gosh i literally there is a typo in this episode oh my gosh why In in the name of the episode or in the description yes in the in the episode yes name Update, this has since been fixed. I originally called it the PlayStation Portable in the title, but I've since updated it to the Vita. The problem with this one was I talked about the PlayStation Vita instead of the PlayStation Portable. And I, I, what did I do here? I talked about it like it was, no, no, no. The problem is in the title, I call it the PlayStation Portable instead of the Vita, so now I have to rename it and might probably republish it. So because of that alone, I'm going to put that in C tier because of my negligence. Whoops. We haven't won in, haven't had one in D, C tier in a good few episodes, which kind of shows our quality is kind of improving. Uh, hmm. 
31, the top seven scariest game music tracks, the Wii U and more. This was another fun one trying to find the tracks and I tried to make sure they were accurate. The only problem was there was another goof I did with this one for the Earthbound Cave of the Past. I found this on Gilva Sunner or Silva Gunner. I can't remember which ones. Uh, Silva Gunner, probably. YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, what what they do is when they publish some game music tracks, they just say it's the name of the track and they don't say that it is a parody that uses other sounds. So in that episode, it uses sounds from a YouTuber known as Vine Sauce Joel or something. But he's now known as Vark. Barkigskella, Thor, Joel, or whatever. I didn't check enough, but I think I was partially at the fault of Silva Gunner and partially at my fault. So it would have been a good episode, but that flub alone might bump it down to B tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've uh, basically when we when you told me about this, I'm like, oh, that's great. I have a few good ones. And then as I was going through the list of them in my head, I realized I only really have like three tracks. So, uh, and then I basically forgot about it until it was time to record. And I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. So what do you, I was like, what do you have on your list? And you gave me your list and I basically copied down four or five tracks. It was I terrible. think you only copied down one. And really? yeah, that was Did it. I find I the rest the, myself? I think it was the Mario World Ghost House track. Oh, uh, probably. Next up is Geeks and Films episode two. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Now, I thought it would have been a good idea to also talk about Toy Story of Terror, but that didn't quite pan out. And so I only gave, gave like, um, uh, if you'll pardon the language, a half-assed summary of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that it was, I think talking about the, the episode, the film itself was fine, but I think my, um, the shoehorned in summary might also put it in B tier. So, yeah. But that movie was genuinely sweet and fun it's great pumpkin charlie brown not toys worth it it's interesting to watch someone other than charlie brown get knocked on throughout the course of the movie yeah kind of breaks from the main theme but yeah uh next is episode 32 switch online games that should be added the playstation 4 and more this was essentially me getting up on my soapbox it's like nintendo is you're asking too much for your cruddy service so i'm going to recommend some games you can add to make it better and i think the game list and choices were still justified, but it felt like more of a um, protest than anything. Hmm. Sorry if I gave you. Yeah, Mother 3, please. Thank you. This kind of. You may, I, if you add Mother 3, it might actually be worth it. I, want, I, I think I predicted Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings for the base subscription in this episode, and they eventually did make it. So who knows? And guess what hasn't yet? So I think because of this, I'm going to put it in A tier because I still think my choices were good and held up. Yeah, might be a little too high in some people's eyes, but uh, whatever. I'll agree with you. Number 33, canceled games and consoles, the Xbox One and more. So this is another this is another one that I'm going to put in C tier. And this was like the last time I think I tried to copy a Scott the Waz episode where I just literally watched his canceled games episode, canceled consoles episode, mashed them together, called it a day. And I even apologized for it in the episode. But just the, you mean the last episode where he copied Scott the Waz so yes. far? Oh, dear gosh. His content is fun, though. So, I mean, it's not that Scott the Waz is bad. It's just that I um, plagiarized. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 33 is going in C tier. This one is an interesting one because I had to split it up as a Geeks and Films 3A, the Lego movie one. I had, an, I had a lot of fun doing this episode. and. 
Um, I'm going to put this in A tier just because the movie was so beloved that I just had so much fun doing it. There's a, I have a lot of memories of this movie as well, as I will, as I said in the episode, um, a lot but, more than the second one. So I'll rank this one A as well. But somehow episode 3B has three more listens than 3A, which was the Lego movie too. But it was also our top 10, top, was it top five or top 10 uh, Lego sets ranking. And looking back on it, I think I put Sanctum Sanctorum way too high. I think Stranger Things is number one, and my new number two is the Lego Mario 64 question block, which is actually um to my to my left of me as I speak uh recording this. But yeah, I guess 3B was kind of fine, but I didn't I don't have much as much attachment to the movie, so I'm gonna put that one in B tier. Yeah, I'll has, put a B as well. B has 14 episodes in it. That's the most of any of the tiers yet. Number 34, so. Obscure Entries in Popular Series. This was a novel enough concept that I didn't think many people had done before that I thought was worth um, including. I think I got this off of an Obscure Games iceberg where they talked about a Verizon phone plan gave you a free Kingdom Hearts game if you owned a phone in their network. And so because I'm like, hey, there are other games in Popular Series that are just as obscure, so why don't I talk about them? Some of them might be more well-known than others, but I thought the concept was interesting enough. But however, the episode's kind of short, but I mean, short and sweet might be good. So I'm actually going to put this one in A tier. That That's probably too high, is it? I can't remember. It's all a haze of memories. Uh, next up, Geeks and Films 4, Home Alone and Home Alone 2. I had so much fun doing this episode. It was great. The only problem with it was I wanted my dad on, but he couldn't make it because he got a phone call from one of his friends. And whenever he gets a phone call from one of his friends, he does that uh, for like two hours. And uh, I might put it in S tier, but I think I'll just put it in A tier. And if we did have him on, I probably would have had to split it into two parts. I think it's the longest uh, single length episode at a one minute, one hour, 15 minutes, 32 seconds. Yeah, I'll agree with A tier. It was a fun episode. Next up, bonus episode, Tiger Ranks the Disney Animated Films. So first off, um, I've learned that my opinions are straight up wrong. And instead of making a whole episode for this, I, it was just, I talked more about some films that honestly did not deserve it. I don't think I gave enough time to some of the films that I did talk about. And I just... Uh, it was unscripted. And when I do unscripted content by myself, it doesn't quite work. I never script anything. So um, doing unscripted content with you and also with other guest hosts or like a vague outline, I feel better about it. But doing mm-hmm. a whole undertaking like this, just solely working out of memories just doesn't work. When I eventually release the Pixar ranking, I'll be working from a script. So if th- there's a huge inequality, that's why. Gosh, mm-hmm. I almost want to put this in D tier, but I think it's, interesting enough where i'll put it in c tier also i've updated the list a little since then and i've done it on my letterboxd profile which i'll plug at the end of the show sure i'll agree with you on c tier i guess i have to go back and watch them myself yeah but i watch like every single one of them all 60 of them even the really obscure ones because of the aforementioned disney podcast Number 35, reacting to our first episode. 
gosh, oh, this, man. Th- this one was something else. That's the nostalgia and also the realization that we kind of sucked back then. <laughs> I mean, episode one was still in, ended up go- going to B tier. So what do you think we should do with this one? I'm thinking S tier. Like the nostalgia alone would get it a solid A. I mean, we haven't, we only have two in S tier. So I think sure we'll move it up. Editing that one took a while, but I guess it's an works enough that it's. I think it was worth it. But on the other end, I don't have anchor. So number 36, the switch, a retrospective. This was the last one where I'm like, I thought, you know what? I'm going to wisen up. You'll let Yoshimitsu list half of the games instead of him just standing there in silence with the faint, ho- the vague hope that he may know all of these. So, not to discredit making you. faces at you through the camera. Not to discredit you or anything, but I wisened up for this episode. And I felt like I did really good for, the, really well for this one. Not to do my own horn or anything, but. Uh, so because of this, I think I might put it in A tier. Sure. Just because, you know, I learned. Can't believe it took me 28 episodes or 36 episodes to learn, but whatever. Uh, Next is bonus Tiger Reacts to the February 9th, 2022 Nintendo Direct. This one was fun because instead of just doing a regular direct reaction, I did what a lot of people had done online and made a Nintendo Direct bingo in Photoshop and worked from that. I'm probably going to carry that over with the next direct that happens when I do a reaction to that. But um, yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that one. I might put that one in A tier as well. And it was a much better direct than the September one. Sure. My bingo card would consist of 25 tiles that all say no mother three, no mother three, no mother three. Uh. And that's pretty much it. Only have two episodes left. Next is Geeks and Films 5 Inception. I guess I'll take the lead on the tier of this one. If you want. Oh, man. Uh, That was chaotic. (laughs) It was. I uh, did not prepare nearly enough. And this movie has so many obscure details. Uh, I could talk about it for hours. The details were nice, but it was was hell to edit. Yeah, I the trickiest part of this one was trying to figure out what details to include and what to omit because a lot of those details also you might not think are that significant, but like they actually have a much deeper meaning. And if I leave something out, someone who knows more might real like point that out and I'd feel stupid. So all in all, I think it was okay. I'd give it a B or an A. Yeah, I think that, B... that's kind of high praise for myself. So, okay, we'll put we'll put in B then. You did good with what you were given. <laughs> Which is um one freaking complicated movie. But <laughs> All Why right. did I assign myself that? What was I thinking? <laughs> uh, lastly, we have episode 27, the top 20 longest running video game franchises and more. I think for our most recent episode, it was good. The only problem I had with it was I didn't check the list enough and I listed uh, Wolfenstein twice and I had to go back and edit it. So I had another. Oh, you did. In. I missed that. Yeah, there was a there was a slight problem with that one. And it's it's I guess it's fine. I think B tier or A tier might be a little too high. It will say B then, I guess. And uh, real quickly, where do you think you want to rank this one that we're doing as of right now? 
having fun with this one. I think I might put it in A tier. That's what I was thinking. Uh, 38 in A tier. All right. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? We're, that ends this ranking. So let me count how many we... Uh, oh, when you said 38 in A tier, I thought you meant we had 38 episodes in the A tier. Nope. I'm like, oh, All right, snap. So in uh, S tier, we have three episodes. Two of them had Pavlos, and the other was us listening to our first episode. A tier has 14 episodes. B tier has 16. C tier has... I'm going to call it eight episodes in C tier. 14. Oh, D tier has two and F tier also has two, but they don't really count. It's pretty evenly distributed. Kind of wraps up this, uh, kind of wraps up this ranking, but we are not done yet. We are going to do our very, very last, um, year in gaming main line. We are going to talk about, um, let's see, uh, 2020 and 2021 last years in game 2020 uh started off january 16th with yakuza like a dragon wasn't released in the u.s until november 10th this was a more substantial breakup period instead of releasing literally one day after the initial one yeah uh january 25th the sonic movie was released I didn't see that one in theaters because I think by the time our my family did want to see it, it had, uh, you know, the big panda bear happened. Now you have the panda bear, big, big, big bear. Um, yes, exactly. The so big we just thing about them. this, uh, I, I, I will say I love Jim Carrey's role in this. He did an excellent job. And I'm so glad they changed the design of Sonic, as I'm sure many people are, because the original design was Nightmare Fuel. I don't think I quite remember when the I remember seeing like a poster for it and thinking Sonic looked weird. And then when the trailer came out, I'm like, okay, there's some there's something they're doing something different. It looks a little off, but it doesn't look terrible. But apparently the Internet disagreed. And now there is a huge theory going around that um, uh, Paramount did that on purpose, because even if um, people were bashing Sonic's bad design, the film was still getting publicity and you know any press is good press but anyway continue um okay uh let's see um sorry march 20th animal crossing's new horizons was released uh march 23rd half-life alex was released yes valve won't release half-life 3 even though the fans have been begging so they made a vr prequel (laughs) Can't wait for Half-Life Alex Chapter 2, and then Half-Life Alex 2, Half-Life Alex 2 Chapter 1, Half-Life Alex 2 Chapter 2, and then still no Half-Life 3. You know, actually, there's a there's a joke I heard that Valve can't count to three because all their franchises are stuck in limbo is having two entries. Portal, two entries. Team Fortress, two entries. Um, Half-Life, two entries. Um, I'm sure there are more that I'm forgetting, but those are the three that I've got off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. April 30th, Streets of Rage 4. Um, um, May 7th, Sonic at the Olympic Games. I don't know why I thought putting that one on there was a bright idea. It was literally just a mobile phone spinoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, May 22nd, the Evercade. The, so the Evercade is like this, um, uh, a more recent video game console. And it's like the second, uh, it's, a, it's a really recent one. So basically they have a, 
companies license their really old arcade games to be given special on as collection on special cards for this little neat portable device. Looks interesting. Don't know if I'll get it. I apologize as well because that wasn't you just writing weird. That's just Zoom chat being stupid. Uh, May 26, Minecraft Dungeons. Again, I salute this game. I thought it was older than that, though. But it's pretty good. Um, June 19th, The Last of Us Part 2 was released. Uh, July 17th, Paper Mario Origami King was released. August 4th, Fall Guys was released. Remember August, that. Remember oh, that game. Vaguely. I just saw it and thought it was a ripoff of Gang Beast. It's been um, the longest time since anybody talked about that. By the time Fall Guys got popular, um, it kind of just stopped after like a month. And then what happened next? Uh, the Cursed Among, Among Us. Amogus. Among Us. Okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> August 19th, High Score was released on Netflix. Um, I put that one on there. It was a Netflix miniseries that I thought was really well done. Mm-hmm. I heard good things about it. Let's see. Uh, September 18th, Mario 3D All-Stars was released. September 28th, uh, Genshin Impact. Flame Vamp loves that game. <laughs> uh, October 2nd, Crash Bandicoot. It's about time. I distinctly remember um, Dude Perfect wouldn't shut up about this game, uh, which got kind of annoying. Um, October 5th, Friday Night Funkin's Demo was first released. On new grounds, and mm-hmm. then the I can't remember when the full game came out, but I think it was like that technically counted. The style it's nice. It's kind of like Guitar Hero or um Dance Dance Revolution, but redone. It's a standard re- uh, rhythm game, but like there's some pretty good tracks. Uh, October twenty first, Amazon Luna was released. This was a game streaming service. It, it was. One oh, of I, I was gonna say, ones. is it like a technical assistant, like the Samsung Sam thing? Yeah, something like that. Uh, October 29th, Watch Dogs Legion was released. Uh, November 10th, Xbox Series X was released. Xbox Series S as well. Ah, okay. And Assassin's Creed Valhalla was also released at this time. Uh, There's a few pretty good tracks in that as well. Uh, November 12th, the PS5 was released, as was Spider-Man Miles Morales. Heard good things about that game. I kind of want to play it. Uh, November 13th, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War was released. Waiting for uh, Call of Duty Bla- uh, World War Three. But I'm sorry, that Call- wasn't funny. Call of- that. Um, yeah, Call of Duty Putin's Revenge. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, November 24th, Ready Player Two, the novel was published. I think so- the ending, I-, I-, I mostly enjoyed that book, but the ending was kind of bleak. Like, it seems like the message was just not very good. However, I enjoyed what it had to offer. Not quite as good as the first book, though. Yeah, I don't think they really needed to make a second. The first one was pretty, like... Seems like it, it ended kind of well s- enough. Yeah. Um, let's see. December 10th, Cyberpunk 2077 was released. I've There's heard some... that the story was actually good, but it was released in such an unfinished date instead of, um, oh, I don't know, waiting until it was done to release it. <laughs> it also has Keanu Reeves in it. Uh-huh. Which means the game's great. And then on December 21st, we remember the first Geeks and Games episode. 
Yes, but that was when it was recorded, not released. I had to dig through old Discord conversations to make sure I got the date right. Uh-huh. How far back did you have to scroll for that? Goodness. Um, Not too far. There was another conversation yeah. between like you, uh, me, Plague, and I think Flame, and then we switched to a different uh, chat group, and now it's uh, yeah, really just me and Play you. Plague kept getting it. hacked on Discord for some reason, and his accounts had to be deleted. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. Um. Okay, that's the end of 2020. And <laughs> now for 2021. Uh, February 12th, Mar- Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury was released. Uh, March 26th, Monster-, Monster Hunter Rise was released. April 18th, Resident Evil 8 was released. Uh, June 11th, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart was released uh, for the PS5. June 25th, Mario Golf Super Rush was released. Uh, July 16th, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD was released. July 27th, Neo, The World Ends With You was released. Um, August 25th, Psychonauts was released. Psychonauts 2. Oh, Psychonauts 2, my bad. Uh, August 27th, No More Heroes 3 was released. It's funny that they've had to like make three games telling people there's no more heroes or something. I don't know. It's actually about this like foul mouth guy named Travis Touchdown who beats up people with his sword or something. Strange. Okay. September 9th, The Artful Escape was released. And then September 10th, Life is Strange True Colors was released for the as was the Warrior Wear. Get it to, or get it together. Uh-huh. you might um that's just two games at once you might want to rephrase that oh okay let me rephrase that then uh september 10th life is strange true colors was released as was warrior wear get it together uh october 5th 5th bleh. super monkey ball banana mania was released that's kind of fun to say uh october 7th far cry 6 was released october 8th metroid dread uh, and then November 11th, Shin Megami Tensei 5 was released. And last game of 2021 was November 15th, Halo Infinite. Just um, curious, do you have a list of games that have been released so far this year? Yes, I also have maybe a few for 2023 and then some that are just like may release at some point in the future, but don't have a given date like the Intellivision Amico. Um, so. So uh, there are a couple of other games I wanted to make, and these are more like uh, games that are um, that kids know. I don't know what what it is about how like mature um, horror games ended up being used so much in kids videos. But um, an example of this is with another game that released in 2021, Poppy Playtime, which has the freakiest uh, villain of any game ever (laughs) and released Mm -hmm. October 12th, 2021. And um, also, and lastly, I also have uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach, which released December 16th. That is most notable for some guy making a joke about Freddy saying, uh, is that event, Gregory? That's a reference to Among Us, Gregory. And then the voice actor behind Freddy himself heard about this and released his own version of that. So that wraps up all of our past years in gaming. I will talk about both 2020, 2022 in the future as well as other things on our next episode. So my plan for that is to hopefully have both 
Pavlos and Nomadic on, both of our past guests coming together in one special episode. The bulk of the episode will just be us recapping all of the years we mentioned, just because I know if I do anything else, the episode will be like eight hours. Um, but by then, I'll also tell you our secret plans for what we're going to do for the future. And um, now is also the time that I ask. We are also going to answer. Um, we might, we're going to do a Q&A on that episode as well. So I beg of you all. Please send any fan questions or what have you, either through our Discord server or our email at geeksandgamespodcast at gmail.com. These things will be linked in the description. I I just really love it if any of you guys could send in questions for this really special episode. It would mean a lot to yes. us. Yoshimitsu, where can people find you? Oh, goodness. That was abrupt. Um People can find me on Discord, Lego Ideas, and Mechabricks as SpectreVamp. Uh, I'm trying to be more active on Mechabricks and I have quite a few ideas trying to be submitted to Lego Ideas, although they keep getting rejected because of random strange moderation rules that are terribly inconsistent at times. But yes, uh, I digress. And that's pretty much it. Where can people find you online, Tiger? Um... You can find me on Scratch's Woodstock 05 and Lego Ideas' Woodstock 05. I don't think I'll be making anything for that uh, Lego Ideas competition just because of other commitments. And also um, wanting wanting to take a slight break before our big episode. I also am on Mechabricks as GNG Tiger. And if you want to see my ranking for the Disney films and other stuff, I recently joined Letterboxd as Master Builder 05. So if any of you want to follow me over there, you're more than welcome to. If you don't know what Letterboxd is, it's a um, it's basically a film review site and uh, also a way for you to rank and keep lists of films. It's really fun. And uh, you also please join our Geeks and Games server. I will link this in the description below for anybody that's interested. And uh, also should be ha- everyone listening, please. And thank you. And also our email address for the next episode. And um, speaking of which, there was a piece of fan mail that I neglected to mention a number of episodes ago. So I'll um, see. It's another one from Dragon Slayer that says, I was wondering what you guys are planning for your next season. I have some ideas for movies and games you can talk about, but it's up to you. I'm just a fan giving some ideas to a great podcast. Have a great day and keep on gaming. Uh, first off, Thank you so much for the nice words. And secondly, I just said that our plan shall be revealed next episode. Keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. And of course, you can send any games and movie recommendations you want in through the email or through the Discord server. And um, yeah, don't hold back. Yeah, we will read every single piece of email we get since we haven't uh, gotten really any thus far. We will read all two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you very much for emailing. But yeah, that um, pretty much wraps up this episode. We'll also probably be around somewhat after the finale to talk about Oh Brother, Where Art Thou for Geeks and Films. So I'd recommend watching that at some point. So to make sure you're up with the hip with the happenings for the show. And the bottom, boys. Yeah, that's the end of this episode. And we will see you sometime soon. Bye. Bye.